Welcome to the Evolution Exchange UK podcast. We bring together the best technical leaders to talk about industry passions and challenges they are facing. I'm Rose from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help businesses connect with top technical talent. And today, I am your host. So thank you everyone for joining me today for another Evolution Exchange podcast. I'd like to introduce the panel today. Um, If I could pass over first to Jagadish, could you introduce yourself, please? Hello, everyone. My name is Jagadish Shiremat. Um, I bring in with me uh, over 18 years of experience in IT industry, uh, predominantly within the banking, financial and media sectors. Um, I have had a versatile uh, career um, starting as a corporate trainer and um, software engineer, team lead, project manager, uh, program manager, um, moved on. And then um, I'm currently working as a lead business analyst uh, for uh, Global Logic, which is a Hitachi company. Thank you. Thanks, Jagadish. Um, over to Andrew. Hi, so yeah, I'm uh, Andrew Barlin. I'm a principal software engineer at Jaguar Land Group, uh, based in Manchester, uh, leading the development of our, our future technical uh, sort of, yeah, vehicles and supporting services. Thanks, Andrew. Um, over to you, Craig. Hi, folks. Craig Haslam, uh, head of digital at head of digital, head of product at and digital. There we go. Um, I've probably, from a tech perspective, got a bit more of a squiggly career than most. Um, been in the army, uh, been in corporate finance, moved into tech about 10 years ago, um, and then very much focused on customer facing applications. Um, and a big uh, supporter of coaching and mentoring in terms of developing individuals. Hence why I'm really excited to be on the call today. Thanks, Craig. And finally, over to you, Manish. Hello. Hi, I'm Manish. Um, I'm Senior Engineer Manager in terms of taking care of the DDoS platform, uh, which is in cybersecurity space. I'm in IT industry for more than 18 years now. I started as a software engineer, then uh, went on playing various different roles in engineering manager, management. And was, as Ted said, super passionate about this topic of uh, mentoring, coaching, and networking. And hence, I'm here to talk about this. Thank you, Manish. Um, so, yes, without much further ado, um, the topic of today's podcast is on mentoring and networking. Um, so I'd like to present the first question for the panel. Um, what role does mentorship play in career or professional development? Um, and I'll pass over to Jagadish first to, to speak on this. Thanks, Rose. Thanks very much. Um, so in my opinion, Mentorship plays a, a very crucial and a, and a multifaceted role in the career and also in uh, personal development for individuals. Um, there are a few um, uh, professional growth and development that we can look at. So things like uh, guidance and guidance and uh, knowledge transfer, skill development. Um, it will give you networking opportunities. It will actually boost your confidence. Um, and then uh, um, you can make career advancement. Um, and then um, you, you'll start following the professional ethics and values. Um, you'll get emotional support. There's, 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 there's a lot. So when we talk about um, the, the mentorship, the guidance and knowledge transfer, which is so very important as mentors, 
Um, me as a, a lead business analyst, um, so for me, it is always important that I transfer the knowledge which I have acquired from the customers to the the other team members. So, so mentors uh, often um, have, what do you say, the experience in the field. They try and understand what it is, and then they transfer that knowledge uh, as a valuable guidance, and uh, they help um, people or the team members understand the complex challenges and uh, offer in- insight into the, the 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 requirements in a in a broader perspective as well and thanks jagadish i uh, see craig you you wanted to add something sure i think i'd approach this question more from a really sort of personal perspective from somebody that has had mentors at sort of key uh, key points in my own career um as i say my career is a bit more squiggly than most um so having mentors that are sort of been through the same things that I've been, had the same challenges that I've had, has one helped me show me that I'm not alone, that it can be done, etc. Um, and it really having I was doing okay without a mentor. My career really did skyrocket when I did have one though. Um, from CEO at Mutual Vision to sort of my uh, club exec and my practice lead uh, and digital. Um my career has it has really moved forward from a confidence building perspective for me personally, um, and then as I say, learning from others uh, their experiences. Um, so yeah, that that was that's the bit for me that really sort of shows the importance of that in, in career career development. Fantastic, and and Manish. Yes, yeah, so I totally echo all the things that Craig and Jeremy said. Uh, these two, both networking and mentoring, in my mind, are super critical um, for individuals' growth and success in their lives. Um, the both networking and mentoring seems to be intertwined or are used um, as synonyms in most of the conversations, but there it is. A slight nuance when you double click on these networking my mind. Networking in my mind is building relationships with industry practitioners and experts who are out there who have done this before you. And you can learn a lot of things. You can gain insights into industry trends or increase visibility or increase your visibility to the industry. And mentorship is little more specific around the outcomes that you expect from, from that relationship. You know, you have a deep connect. There is a safe environment for you to, you know, talk, discuss your challenges. Uh, and there, there are different benefits that you get from networking and mentorship. So in my mind, both are important and critical and they serve slightly different but related purpose. Thank you, Manish. Um, Andrew? Yeah, just to, just to pick up on some of the points there, I think there's different types of mentorship as well. There is sort of the informal, which we probably all sort of go through most days throughout our careers, to be fair. And then there's maybe a more structured, formal approach that sort of builds on top of that. Um, I know that I had a lot similar to Craig as my career has developed and I've found myself in more complex scenarios, whether those are technical or people-related having people to sort of bounce ideas off and learn from their experience has been has been like really key um to me and, and as you get to those levels where 
sort of your domain knowledge is either heightened and, and really specific or or it becomes more abstract maybe uh people within your own business can't necessarily help you so that's where your network comes in to be able to support that i think um just as well on the other side of the fence as i like gone up the ladder or something i've been able to mentor others whether that's fellow developers sitting next to me or um people from across the business and stuff like that and and being able to create those opportunities for others is, is really valuable to me now from the other side. Um, because like people remember how you helped them. We talk about our own experiences already. And then you learn to realize that you can't necessarily move on yourself um, without others there to pick up the keys. Um, so it gives you the freedom to progress and try out things as, as well. And, and I've found that. Are really useful through through my own mode of approach. Thanks, Andrew. Back to you, Craig. Cool. Yeah, just building on the point Andrew made there around the different types of mentoring. So one thing I I personally engage with is reverse mentoring. There's this concept where you've got to be have been there and done it and and old and you know super experienced to be a mentor. Um, I learn a, a significant amount from what people would call our junior members of the teams over it. And uh, I don't see it that way. They've got more experience in their domain than I have. And um, so I regularly engage, uh, particularly in the sort of design um, teams, is reverse mentoring with a number of people there um, and learn from their experience and their viewpoints, which are, again, different to mine. So kind of. Uh, sort of moves into potentially some of the other questions that we've got around creating a um, creating a culture of mentoring. It's not just the senior people that mentor the junior people. It can be the other way around as well and probably should be the other way around as well. Thank you, Craig. Um, just in the interest of, of time for each question, um, I would like to move on to the second question for the panel today, which um, I'm going to present for Andrew, um, which was, how have you approached creating a culture of mentoring within your organization? Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting to see how different people and, and organizations go about sort of creating one of their cultures, their values and, and those sorts of things, but how people have done this. Um, so I, I was thinking about this one and, and sort of where where I'm working now is like a real focus has been on on learning and development, and that's had time allocated back that up. So in our case, that's sort of twenty percent time to sort of learn and, and develop. So this, along with sort of communities of practice that are open to everyone, so regardless of role or point in that hierarchy, and that that encourages that culture of learning, but also gives opportunities to share share knowledge and, and, and that built in sort of that um, that mentorship informally. Um, and then the, the flat high, high sorry, the flat sort of structures that are like, so cross-functional teams, like you've got software engineers, POs, um, across those uh, testers, uh, platform engineers, there's always someone else to learn off as well. So that experience level, like again, Craig mentioned before, isn't a straight line uh, progressing. Um, and I think that, that needs to be uh, being able to share knowledge uh, freely. Um, 
in our case, on top of that, we've then layered a, a sort of more formal mentoring approach where people can sign up either as a mentee or a mentor, um, or both, uh, to be fair. And, and that it, at JLR, as it is, gives us uh, access to a, a much bigger, sort of wider range of, of the company, um, working across a lot of different areas. And again, that ability to reach out and just have a different viewpoint, um, looking into, say, right art, which is the digital business, um, but from a sort of production or manufacturing line, it's, it's really insightful um, for myself. <clears throat> Thank you, Andrew. Um, yes, Craig? Cool. Yeah, I think... In terms of building out that culture, all of the sort of technical aspects that Andrew just talked about there and critical communities of practice, um, that psychological safety within a team or within a wider organisation where you can ask for help and you're not, you don't have to pretend to know everything are absolutely critical. Um, but if I lift it up a level and digital, if all things are equal, the one thing that we focus on is the development of people and the growth of our people. Um, we talk a lot about closing that digital skills gap. So we, we're focused not just on our people, the people we work with, um, and actually wider society as a whole. So because that is the one thing that we speak about, it is a, you know, it's a really critical focus it sort of seeps into everything that we do. Um, so even when we are not meaning to do it, like Andrew said, I think on one of his comments earlier, is we are always looking after each other, uh, we're always trying to help each other grow um, sort of across the business, uh, within teams, uh, et cetera. So, yeah, having that, rather than trying to do eight things okay think of that one thing that you want to do really really well um and, and that is that sort of growth and development of our people thank you craig uh jagadish yeah i echo andrew and uh, craig very much on on this so um in in my uh, workplace um we have got a uh, very loosely designed um, well, loosely as in it is still a very good framework um which is kind of appro approachable to anybody um as in um so um from the um see when you look at the mentor or mentee relationships okay so it, it's 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 a bond sometimes mentees will not be who requires the training need not be very open to come and ask for mentoring um, because they shy away from asking things okay or they may see that oh if i ask for something I could land up into problem you know what i mean they don't know things it's it's not like that so it's a very open kind of a structure where we say um we match the mentors and mentees based on skills sometimes we st just set up a a very open session discussing about a topic and then we kind kind of find uh, somebody asking questions and we find out how oh, they need to know more about it and then we do a regular check-in on it and then um without without their knowledge we kind without I mean, say in 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 a, in a what do you say uh in a, in a simpler fashion we set up a, a feedback mechanism as to what they have understood how they have understood where they are okay which stage of their career are they in or in and in their personal growth so we kind of have a very kind of a loosely designed a framework which anybody can come in you know what i mean thank you jagadish um over to manish yeah, so I think um, 
I kind of the, all the points that Craig and Rinshans have resonate very well, um, and there are very similar practices that are there in my organization as well. When there is the structured program where uh, mentors and mentees can register, and then uh, while they register or enroll, they tell uh, what are the specific skills they want to uh, you know improve, and bases this uh, uh, mentor. Mentors are identified, and mentors uh, most likely uh, would sit outside of their, um, uh, I would say, of their line of reporting, uh, primarily because of you know all these psychological safety things. Uh, and so, for example, if software engineer says, "Hey, I'm looking for a mentor because I want to improve on my presentation skills." Uh, most likely the mentor would be sitting in somewhere in sales organization because that's where that skill is uh, you know very well developed and it's vice versa as well there are people who are trying to get better at understanding the complex technology and in that case a mentor would probably be sitting within the engineering so creating this little formal structure which cuts across different organizations within the company has helped create this culture of okay let's go find who's the best mentor for you based on you know what you are looking to improve and so that's one and i think the underpinning um this framework is the whole psychological safety it's okay uh to not know it's okay to you know um grow you you know it's okay to be focused on learning and carve out some time as a transition so uh that's how i think we are approaching this uh culture of mentoring thank you manish um i think that question actually follows on quite nicely towards um the question that that manish presented for us today so i might just skip ahead to that one um So the question from from Manish was what qualities make a successful mentor mentee relationship um and I know you've already touched on this a little bit but if you could add a little bit more about some qualities that you that you think make a successful relationship Manish Yeah I think um in my mind the the building block of this is psychological safety or safe environment where somebody can say hey i don't know this and i want to get better at this um giving this space and giving this uh you know safety against safety net or safe environment uh is the, the most critical thing this the additional concept uh which is which is you know a growth mindset where one can one can improve their capabilities and their capabilities are not fixed i think having this mindset where you think of it as a journey not that okay i have arrived now if i am let's say senior manager director i am expected to know everything um and i think if you dilute this uh, in a way where you say okay i have reached where i have reached but the skills that i had that got me here will not help me take take it to the next level i think having that kind of a mindset really helps uh the third important 
thing that needs to be there in mentor and mentee relationship is trust on each other where mentee can have a trust on a mentor that i can be fully open with the mentor um and vice versa as well um you know mentor trying to uh, show the vulnerable side and saying okay you know i have done xyz in my career i have made you this thing that i can help you either not agree or gain those uh, skills i think those are some of the important qualities that i think are critical for this relationship thank you manish um pass over to andrew to add on to that so yeah just just building on, on what manish has said there i think there's a personal uh, element to this as well but within the context that we said i said there's an area that you want to improve. Um, the, the thing that makes me think of this is I, I remember very clearly my first one. This guy was my first real mentoring session with someone. <clears throat> and he, he asked me about myself and I gave a general, very work-related sort of response. I work on this, I've done these things. And then he went on and started talking about how he loved rugby and what his son was doing at uni and why he wanted to be involved with that. Um and it may, immediately made me realise that this is about people. It's about that development and that connection. It, it wasn't just a, okay, here's a tick list, follow this checklist, and, and you'll be able to, to get where you're going. Um, so that's obviously really, really stuck with me. Um, and then I, I think a key part of that relationship between two, I think it is fundamentally driven from the mentee side. Um, we talked about sort of like be, being prepared, what are you looking to develop? Um and sort of respecting the time, the time uh, being there, and then from everyone, it's about being able to listen first and um, sort of respond, but then ultimately reflect. Like we we said, lots, no one knows everything. Um, are we willing to be asked questions? I love being asked questions. I don't know the answer to because I know I'll go and try and find that out. Um, and I, I think that that comes into those relationships quite quite in, in, uh, importantly. Thanks, Andrew. Um, over to Craig. Just, yeah, I think it's, it's a very human thing, isn't it? So sort of touching on what Andrew was saying there, part of mentoring is, yes, it's a technical thing that this individual wants to come and speak to me about, but that's actually only about 10% of your experience in life. It's all of the other things, being a dad, being a rugby player, football player, um, reading is all whatever those experiences you have in life it's those things that you actually bring probably more to your mentoring than actually that technical 10 percent so in terms of what would be the things that make a good mentor it's about that openness that authenticity uh of you as an individual um and i think Get that bit, get get that bit right. Uh, the rest sort of follows itself, uh, and it's probably the hardest bit to to get right. I would say is yeah that almost that confidence in uh, in being vulnerable as a mentor. Um, mentees will quite often look at look up to you and go, "Oh, you do know everything. You've been there. You've done that." And like everybody said on the call, is we haven't. Um, we're all just a work in progress, the same as everybody else. So it's 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 just that openness to be be who you are within that relationship. Fantastic. Thanks, Craig. Um over to you, Jagadish. 
Yeah, I mean, I just echo everything, but I would like to uh, bring in um, what Manish mentioned um, was about the emotional connection between the mentor and mentee, and 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 I want to re-emphasize that. So that it's so very important. So so as a mentor, so um, the mentor need not always think that they need to keep coaching. So you need to know when to coach and when to intervene. You know what I mean? So there's there's not always been coaching. So there's always so they need to know certain things, okay. But but on the other hand, um, if they are doing certain things in a certain way, then we need to know as a as a mentor when to intervene. So it is it is a a very handshake process. So it is it is not one sided either onto the mentor side or or to the mentee side. Um, so from when 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 the mentor become a coach, a coach is someone who completely understands when to teach and when to intervene. But on the other end, uh, what is even more important from the mentee's perspective is they should be actively listening to what the mentor says and how how the mentor is trying to coach. That's very important because when they start listening to what the coach is saying then they make or ask some valid question then the very important thing for me the relation to be successful as a mentor or a mentee both needs to be success what they need to do is they need to have a clear goal as to what they're trying to achieve out of this what are they trying to get out of this okay they need to be very clear because the mentor can go on mentoring for the rest of the life, it's fine. The mentee can be learning for the rest of the life, it's fine. But if they have a definitive goal as to what they are trying to achieve, like what Manish said, it could be uh, as, uh, an engineering person wants to know how to do a presentation, which is sales, which is an objective of their mentorship. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would like to reemphasize that emotional connection and the connections between the uh, mentor and mentee which is which is very critical for the success thank you jagdish um and this takes us on to our final question for the panel uh, a question from craig which was um what is the opportunity cost for companies not to create a culture of mentoring and development yeah so i think there's already a number of threads coming in into this. Uh, you know, if I look at if I look at all the companies I've worked with, some have created that culture uh, around mentoring and development. Some have been less successful at that. And I look at the difference in the the, the happiness of the people, the, the sort of togetherness of the teams. Um, the, the innovation drive. Um, so obviously people are learning new things, they'll discover new things, they'll try new things out. They may fail. Um, but, you know, in that type of culture, you sort of celebrate that because that's a learning you can take into something else. And the company grows from a people perspective, but also a revenue perspective. A lot of the thing that has drive, driven the sort of and digital growth over the last few years is the growth in the people, not just, you know, we're winning loads of great clients. It's actually the development of the individuals have been in the team. Um, so what is that cost? I mean, it just be good to understand and, you know, hear everybody else's views on on that. Thank you, Craig. Um, Andrew, can I pass over to you? Yeah, sure thing. Um, I guess my, my way of sort of articulating this, this a little bit is, is in terms of organisational debt. 
which is kind of obviously like technical debt, but it, it builds up over time, whether you want it to or not, and then ultimately it has to be paid. Um, that might come in this case, I guess, when a particular individual leaves or the legacy system right, is no longer supported or, or something like that. Um, but kind of like Craig touched on there, you, you end up with an organisation itself that can't learn, it can't evolve and adapt, and therefore ultimately it won't survive, um, especially as things always talk about things moving quicker and, and quicker. So like that, it's always about how can we learn quicker, how can we adapt that agility sort of side. Um, and again, you, you miss out on like the unexpected sort of connections between people, like outside we talked about how those things are done across like whole organizations as well as within teams and, and networks. So you miss those unexpected connections, that inspiration, that innovation. Um, and then, yeah, personal fulfillment is something I've noted down here because I, I completely agree that the kind of guess that place where you can have an idea, that space, and you can run with it and make of it what you will. Um, and I think, um, yeah, without this sort of opportunity, that that is ultimately ultimately the cost, um, as I, I would see it. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. I'll pass Hello. over to you, Jagadish. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Rose. So um, um, the couple of things which comes in my mind when we think about what does it cost for an organization. Just, um, there are many, but the few things which stand out in, in my mind as, okay, um, there will be a reduced leadership pipeline. If you think about it, if we are not actually mentoring the next generation or the organization team members, we can see the company as lacking leadership. So without mentoring and identifying and nurturing uh, future leaders, okay, the company is going to experience, the organization uh, starts experiencing challenges. Who is going to lead the company, okay? There will be a huge leadership gap, okay, when it comes to um, the current leaders who may retire or move on that without, 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 without mentoring, okay, there's a big void uh, in the leadership team. The other thing which I think about um, is the innovation and the competitiveness which is in the industry. We all know about this and the, the, the market is evolving so very rapidly. Um, and if we don't um, develop uh, a structure or a kind of a culture within a company in developing employees' skills and knowledge um, the, it, the developing skills and knowledge doesn't mean that they need to go to training and, and professional training. No, we can also set up the mentors uh, within the team who can train the other members. Not doing this, which actually hinders the organization's ability, okay, to innovate and remain competitive. So the very soon we can see those organizations just being sidelined. And, and they, they just go out of business very soon. And the other thing um, which I think um, about um, the cost um, is um, when we think about um, the cost to the company, so so the it will actually increase the recruitment cost as well. Just just think about it. So there's a business who's who's doing very well and they don't have a mentor or a training 
training their internal people about their own business processes and all of those. Just think about it. So if we think, if the leader leaves the business, okay, now think about the recruitment cost to bring in somebody who has got the same knowledge, same kind of um, um, knowledge about the business or the process, the, the, the amount, the, the, the money the company is going to spend to bring in the equivalent caliber. Instead, if they would have had a process, okay, to raise their employees profile, okay, to, to that leadership. So, so they would have literally got somebody who's trusted and who's been trained and they're confident as well. Yeah. Thank you, Jagadish. So yeah, over to you, Craig. Cool. So what we're really talking about when we're talking mentoring and development is building that growth mindset, isn't it? And it's a tool. It's a, it's a tool that's part of that building that growth mindset, both in an individual and in companies. And without that, a few of us have touched on it, and certain things start to happen. Companies begin to uh, slow down, whether that be from an innovation perspective, a revenue perspective, and almost hubris builds up that they know what they know and they're not going to learn or don't need to learn anymore. And there's so, you know, there's really big examples of that with Blockbuster, um, took out by Netflix. Um, Kodak built the first digital camera, but didn't think they needed it and went into bankruptcy a few years later. Um, and the earliest piece of that is having a having that culture of growth and development of your people um, because they're the ones that are going to push new ideas, push teams and companies in different directions, possibly spaces that they're uncomfortable with. But actually, that edge of that edge of discomfort is probably the, the place that you want to be, that you're learning, um, and probably a little bit scared at, on that edge. But that's that's kind of where you want to be. You don't want to be comfortable and that's where uh, having that you know talking of wrapping up what a lot of people said around that play that sort of idea of psychological safety that culture where we're all in it together and driving forward the earliest part of that is me being able to go to Andrew and say can I ask you a question on this I'm not too sure um and that's the yeah the earliest thing that stops those big catastrophic things happening to organizations thank you Craig before we end the podcast, I'd like to say a big thank you to all of our guests for sharing their thoughts in today's conversation. Once again, our guests have been Andrew Carlin from Jaguar Land Rover, Craig Haslam from And Digital, Jagadish Hirmath from Global Logic, and Manish Arora from Cloudflare. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message. I'm Rose Byrne, that's B-Y-R-N-E, and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at rose.byrne at evolutionjobs.co.uk or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK. Thanks again to all of our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.